0: do this. Let's all take our Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter number five, Matthew chapter number five. And we are, as you know, we are still in missions month, uh, missions emphasis month. Uh, you know what? Honestly, every week is missions week. We are on mission every week of the year. Uh, the great commission never changes. Amen. But, but this is a special emphasis month that we, we, we try to, uh, emphasize a certain project, emphasize church planning and remind ourselves, remind ourselves what our job is, remind ourselves what our calling is, what God has commanded us to do. And with that being said, uh, I try to pray and say, Lord, where, where do you want me to go with this? Especially during the midweek, if we're not in a particular book of the Bible, And, uh, this is the chapter that God led me to tonight, Matthew chapter five in verse number 14, Matthew five, verse number 14. And, and it's going to be very, uh, pertinent to where we are in our society today, in our life today, in our culture today, in our community today. Uh, there are things taking place in our own community uh, that used to be in other States. It used to be a long way from here. It used to be, uh, uh, it's, you know, it used to be way away, but it's in our face. And, and I, I need everybody to understand this. I need everybody to understand this. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better, and I don't know why. I really don't. I don't know why everybody's acting so surprised. I mean, we have been preaching this and teaching this and saying these things must come to pass. And so, with that being said, what do we do? What do we do? All right, Matthew chapter five, in verse number. You're gonna to have to put it on the screen. And I left my my glasses again. I took my glasses out of my shirt because it was messing up my mic, Mike. And uh, you got that, Brother McKelvey? Let me, let me borrow your glasses. <clears throat> That's right. <clears throat> All right. Now, now, Miss McKelvey, do I look as purty as your husband now? do I look? All right. All right. Is everybody ready? Here we go. Here we go. Matthew 5 in verse number 14. If you're there, say amen. amen. Watch this. Ye, say that with me. Ye, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Now let's all read this together. Will you read in concert with me? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's read it again. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the privilege and the honor of being in your house. Lord, I thank you for all the people that's here tonight. Lord, they could be been in a hundred different places, but they are in your house on a Wednesday midweek night to hear from you. Lord, we're living in a chaotic world. We're living in a chaotic society. Everything that's supposed to be up is down. Everything that's down is up. Lord, everything is in a mess. Now, Lord, speak to us tonight. Help us tonight. Open our eyes. Open our understanding. Uh, Let us see what we need to see to be what we need to be. And God will praise you and thank you and give you glory for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated. Uh-uh, I'm keeping these. I like his better. <clears throat> I don't know. Yours might be stronger than mine. I need to move up to yours. Amen. All right. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the Bible says ye are the light of the world. Of the world. Now, uh, you, you don't need light unless it is. Now, think about that a minute. Let that sink in a minute. I know that particular word is not in these particular verses, but you need to understand that you need to understand that God wouldn't tell you you are light. If there was no, there was no darkness. Now I want to, I want to read just a few verses. I want to read just a few verses. It says in 2 Timothy three, one, this know also that in the last days, how many of y'all believe we're in the last days? the last days, perilous times, dangerous times perilous, peril, great peril, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Does that sound familiar? The last days. First Timothy four, one says, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. There are men of God right now that have left the faith. Have quit and just thrown in the towel. There's people walking away from churches on every corner and every hand in every area in every community. People just give just quitting. People are calling this. They are they are turning away from the faith. They are denying the faith. Second Timothy three thirteen. But evil men, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving. And being deceived. Isaiah 520. You say, why are you going to the Old Testament? Because this is what's happening. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now that's happening today. That's happening today. They're, they're claiming everything that's holy, everything that's righteous, everything that's right, everything that's moral. They're calling it evil, and everything that's evil, they're calling it right. They're calling it okay. They're calling it another. Are y'all with me tonight? Yes. Ephesians six twelve. This is what you got to get. You got to get this. You, you, you have to get this, or you're going to have a wrong mentality. You're going to have a wrong attitude. You got to understand this. Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not the enemy. Listen, people of another denomination is not the enemy. People of another political persuasion is not the enemy. People of another uh, lifestyle is not the enemy. People that are unbelievers, people that are atheists, people that are God haters. They're not the enemy. They're not the ones in control. They're not the ones pushing this issue. I know you think they are. I know you think the the, 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 the the homosexual agenda is what's behind this and pushing this and the political crowd is pushing this. But according to scripture, according to God's word, it says we're fighting against principalities, against powers, against the rule. Watch this now. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, Jesus said it this way. He said in Luke twenty-two fifty-three, 53, when I was daily with you in the temple, this is when they came. This is when they came to arrest him in the garden. This is when they came and arrested him. This is what he said. He said, when I was with you daily in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. He said, this is your hour and the power of darkness. The power of darkness was behind the, the arrest of Christ. The power of darkness was about and behind his arrest, his false accusations, his mock trial, his, his, uh, his, his beating, his, cat of nine tails that they put upon his back. It was behind his crucifixion. He said, go ahead because this is your time and this is your hour. Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in an hour of darkness. We are living in an hour of darkness. The Bible specifically says in John chapter number one, you can look at your notes. John 1:1. in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, but the God. comprehended it not. John 3, 17. John three seventeen. You say, why is it getting so bad, preacher? Well, he kind of explains it. John three seventeen, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Now let's read all together. Verse number 19, let's read it. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Preacher, what are you saying? We're living in a dark world. It did not just get dark. It was dark when Jesus came. It's been dark since the beginning of time. It was dark in Noah's day. The Bible says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the son of man? Noah's day was a day of wickedness. Every thought and imagination was evil continually. It was a day of violence. It was a day of debauchery. It was a day of great wickedness and sin. It was a day of darkness. We're living in a day of darkness we're living in a culture of darkness. We're living in times of darkness. You see, people are, are they're, they're blowing their minds. They're being shot by, I can't believe what's happening. I can't believe what's happening. Well, believe it. Yeah. Believe it. I was sitting there watching the news. I was sitting there watching the news on, uh, on Monday night. Monday night, I think it was uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. And he was talking about all the, the drag shows that are taking place. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I had to turn it off because I was getting sick to my stomach. We're living in a world where parents are taking their young children and there was a drag queen on a, like he was doing a strip tease and they brought a baby up. This was on national TV, brought a baby up so a baby could put a dollar bill in the, in the underwear of that drag queen. Listen, listen, listen. Politicians in Michigan are telling that every school needs a drag queen. Now, we, we, we can't act surprised. We're living in darkness. Listen, we're, we, we are living in a dark time, but you've got to understand this. You've got to understand this. There are forces behind all this that you cannot see. There are forces behind this darkness that you cannot see. It is not flesh and blood. It is not there. You, you are going to have to fight the temptation. I mean, it was all I could do in my, in my carnal self and my flesh. I wanted to drag that guy off the stage and deal with him, but it's not him. There's a darkness behind it. There's a force behind it. If you'll read Romans chapter number one, you'll find out that God, listen, in, in stages, of his judgment. When he turns a people over, when he turns a people over, that there are stages of judgment. They go through a sexual revolution, then a homosexual revolution, and then a time of debauchery where he calls a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind is when you cannot think properly. When you can't even see that a man doesn't need to go in a, boy, a girl's bathroom and vice versa, you can't think properly. When you have a teacher on video who says, let's not call them pedophiles. Let's call them minor attracted persons. She needs to be thrown under the jail. How could they even say something like that? How could any sane human being even remotely come up with something as vile and wicked as that? I'll tell you how a reprobate mind. Listen, over the years. We've preached that, listen, there's a, there's a slippery slope. So, Hey, just let everything be. And then you say, Oh, you, you, when you, when you darkness, we're living in darkness. He wouldn't say that we needed light unless there was violence, killing. Someone would just, just as soon as shoot you as look at you. No concept of the sanctity of life will fight you to kill their own children. We're living in darkness. You need to understand something. Number one, if you're writing these things down, we see the darkness that we face. The darkness that we face. It's so easy to get, get angry at the wrong thing. Don't get angry at the sinner. Don't get angry at the sinner. Don't don't get angry at flesh and blood. That's not our fight. Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's not our enemy. That's not where our fight is. That's not where our anger or our righteous indignation should be be targeted toward. It's not people. You say, why? Three things I want to share with you. First of all, there's the darkness of ignorance. There's the darkness of ignorance. There's people in darkness today. And the word ignorant means destitute of knowledge. Destitute of knowledge. You know what that means? They just don't know. There are people that just don't know. Romans 10, one. brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge for they being, what's that word? Ignorant. Ignorant. They being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Do you do you understand? Do you understand that even an atheist that doesn't believe in God, even though he's ignorant of God and he's ignorant of the truth of God, he's established his own righteousness. He's established his own moral code. He's established his own right and wrong. And you see, if you if you take God out of the equation, you've got to come up with something your own. And when you come up with something your own, there's no boundaries, there's no authority. And that's how you can get a pedophile and, and tell a pedophile it's okay, because that's just what comes natural to him. And there is a darkness that we're living in, and it's a darkness of ignorance. Ignorance, a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding, a lack of truth. Acts 17, 30, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Look what it says in Hebrews 5, 2. Who can have compassion on the ignorant? What is he saying? We need to have compassion on the ignorant. And on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Watch what Peter says. 1 Peter 1.14 As obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the, the in the your you say why should I be compassionate to them ignorant people because there was a day you was ignorant. Right. They just don't know. Listen they're in darkness. They cannot see. Now, it's hard for me to comprehend that. I'm going to just tell you the truth. It's hard for me to say they just don't know. Because from the time I could speak, I was singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. For my Bible tells me so. But in Bondo Church, we had a young man in that Bondo Church who had never opened a Bible in his entire life. And he's in his upper 40s, lower 50s. Never had a Bible till we pitched in together and bought him one. There's so much stuff he doesn't know, and so much stuff he didn't know. I can't comprehend that because I've always known. I've always been exposed to truth. I've always been exposed to Christ and His Word and in the light of His Word. Are y'all with me? But he said you got to be careful. Because there's a darkness of ignorance. They just don't know. But then there's a darkness of error. Write that down. There's a darkness of error. The word error means a wandering, a wandering or deviation from the truth, a mistaken judgment. Watch what it says. James five, verse 19 says, brethren. If any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. There are people in darkness today because they're ignorant. They've never been exposed to truth. But then there's people in darkness today because they've been told a lie. They just got it wrong. They just got it wrong. Listen, be careful. Be careful where your righteous indignation is aimed. Some people just don't know. And some people just got it wrong. They just flat out got it wrong. Some be, I've heard people say, well, why, why are you a Baptist? Because I believe without a doubt, that's the closest that's lined up with God's word. Amen. Amen. Now, if I took God's word and, 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 and a Mormon lined up closer to God's word, I'd be on a bicycle pedal up the street right now, but they're going a wrong way because they got it wrong and they were taught Wrong. Are y'all with me? Be careful who you're angry at. Listen, there's a darkness of ignorance. There's a darkness of error. But, but also, also there's just a darkness of blindness, blindness. But if our gospel be hid, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them preacher what are you saying I'm saying Satan's blinded them Satan is the God of this world it says the God of this world hath blinded their minds if you can't see you can't see as simple as that. Yeah, like that ephesians four eighteen and having their what understanding, understanding. the ability to comprehend y'all see that yeah. having their ability to comprehend darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the yeah. that is in them because of the what Preacher, why are you saying all this? Because I want you to be careful who who you're angry at. I, I, I want you to be careful in what you think you need to do. I need you to understand that you're in a dark place. And I'm fixing to say something that's going to shake some of you up. But you can take my word for it. Mission America is not about saving America. It's about saving Americans. America as a nation is under the judgment of God. And I will say this. I'm not, I'm not going to say just America the country. I'm saying the world. We are moving toward the rule of the antichrist and moving toward the rule of the antichrist. We are not trying to keep the ship afloat. We're trying to rescue those in the water. You need to get that. I don't like it. we're, We're losing our country. No, your country's lost. And we are seeing things in our community. You know, when I first moved to this community, when I first moved to this community, I wasn't even moved to it. I was just visiting. I pulled into I pulled into the uh, is it the Comfort Inn that's right behind Denny's? Pulled into the Comfort Inn. I came from South Carolina. Drove I twenty. Got here. Got off the exit. Walked in. I was supposed to fill in for Temple Baptist Church. They were without a pastor. I was called and and said, can you come candid us? I'm not looking for a church. Well, can you come fill in? Be glad to. I walk into the motel room and I'm standing behind the guy at the counter. The guy's standing at the counter and the lady's looking at him. And I'm just waiting on my turn. And he said, this is what he said. He said, where can a man get a drink around here? And this is what she said. I'll never forget it. She said, 30 miles that way. Or 30 miles that way. And I was like, what did that mean? I grew up in South Florida. Come to find out, they said this is a dry county. And I said, what is a dry county? I didn't know what that was. I would never heard of a dry county. That was a little while ago. And there are things happening. You know, there's a a post about a festival that they're going to have in town that everybody's going crazy over. Listen, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. We're living in darkness. Now, the one thing I can tell you Well, I'm going to tell you several things, but one encouraging thing, you say, well, preacher, what about our country? This ain't your country. We seek a better country. You need to learn the song. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckoned me from heaven's open door and I can't wait. Are y'all with me? I can't feel at home in this world anymore. So preacher, I'm just feeling uncomfortable. That's a good sign. If you can feel comfortable in this darkness, you haven't seen the light. Now I said all that to say this, we're in darkness And it's going to get darker. Don't be surprised. Don't lose your mind. Don't act like you didn't know. And remember, ye are the light of the world. the darkness that we face and it's bad and getting worse. But I need you to see number two. This is so important. Number two. Brother McKelvey, I'm liking these glasses. Amen. (laughs) I'm liking them. I want you to see the description that we find. The description we find. First of all, write this down. Don't you see the source of light? The source of light. Watch what Jesus says. In John chapter 9, verse 5. In John chapter 9, verse 5. Now we just read him him saying, because what, what color is your real writing in your Bible? Red. Is red. Who's speaking? Jesus. And he just said, ye, right? Yep. Ye are the light of the world. But watch what he says. Watch what he says. John nine, five, as long as I am in the world, this Jesus speaking, as long as I am in the world, say it with me, I am the light of the world. world. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light that came and the darkness, comprehended it not. Are y'all with me? In him was life and the life was the light of men. Y'all with me? Now watch what he says. John 12, John 9. He says, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. John 12 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in what darkness. I'm the light. And that's why I came second Corinthians four, six. Now watch this. Now, now watch this. As long as he was in the world, he was the light of the world. He came a light into the world that whosoever believeth on him would not abide in darkness. Right. Yes. Second Corinthians four, six for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our what? Where did he put the light? Our hearts. our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He put the light in our hearts. Jesus in us. Ephesians 5, 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. I'm saying this. You're not the sun. You're the moon. You cannot generate this light. You don't have light in yourself on your own. The light, hallelujah. The light that you do have is him in you. Listen, you have a source of light in you that cannot be stopped. Listen, you have a source of light in you that this darkness cannot keep from shining. He's the source of light. Jesus is the source of light. In him was life and that life was the light of men. God has put something in you that you need to be shining. He's your source. So preach, I just don't have it in me to, to love certain people and certain groups and certain things. I know. You sure don't. That's why he said, love them through me. Hello. He's the source. He's the strength. He's, he's the one who gives us the ability to do this. Now here's something you really need to see. Here's something you really need to see. Obviously he's the source. Obviously, he's the source, right? Right. Now, watch this. I want you to see the sustaining, sustaining of light. Thank you. <clears throat> the sustaining of the light. We have we have the source. We have the initial light in us. But how many of y'all know how many of y'all know sometimes the light flickers? Oh, ain't y'all just spiritual in here? Now, keep in mind, most of y'all are on my social media. I know you flickering. How do we shine bright? How do we sustain a bright light? Now here, you know, I I, I, I like to coon hunt. And I've got a, got a, 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 a helmet light that I use, and it's got a little battery on the back got a little battery on the back. And sometimes, sometimes I'm tired when I get back and I forget to plug it in. And I forgot that I forgot that I plugged it in until I'm in the middle of the woods in the middle of a briar patch about two miles from my truck. And what happens? Mm Hmm. How many of y'all know it flickers at the wrong time? I was in, I, w- I was on Coogler Creek, uh, on Mr. Danny Byron's property one night all by myself. And I had my two dogs with me. We was, I was way in there, <clears throat> way in there. And, uh, and, and I'm sitting there and I, I've, I've got the dogs and I'm, I'm headed back to the truck and, and, uh, and, and I mean, I'm in a thick mess and all of a sudden my light goes out. I'm like, ah. Oh. My goodness, I forgot to charge it. I said, well, I guess I said, I said, what else could it go wrong? But I mean, as soon as I said that, there was the loudest thunder lightning and the bottom fell out. Never, ever say that. Say amen. But I'm telling you, it'll remind you to plug it in. And the Bible says, because iniquity abounds, because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. Richard, what does that mean? Because the environment that you're living in and the sin around you, it works on your light. It works on your spirituality. It works on who you are. And you have to make sure To keep the light burning bright. Now how do we do that? How do we do that? Now here's the thing you got to see. First is sustained through the scriptures. Read it with me. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word. Okay. Okay. Help me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a. My path. 623. Proverbs six twenty three, Proverbs six twenty three, for the commandment is a a lamp, and the law is what light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Second Peter one nineteen, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. What. What is he saying is a light that shineth in a dark place. It's in your lap. This is a lamp that shines in a dark place. Now, some of you guys, you neglect this. You don't even know where yours is. Listen, you cannot, you cannot neglect the light. You cannot neglect what he's given you to shine in a dark place. The Bible says that we are holding forth the word of life in a crooked and perverse generation. This is our light. We were, we were, we were, uh, went to one of our micro churches and took some of the, some of the people who came that wanted to know more about it. They were here yesterday and, uh, we spent time with them and, and, and one of the, uh, the chapter that, that we were in was Jesus in the wilderness being, being tempted by Satan and he came against him, and all three times of his temptation, he came against him with the word. He used the word in a dark place, in a dark situation, in a difficult time. The Bible said he'd been fasting 40 days, and he was hungered. And it was in that moment that Satan came, but he had the light. Preacher, what are you saying? If we're going to make it in the darkness that we're living in, in the culture that we're living in, in the world that we're living in today, you better get in that book. You better spend time in that book. You better feed on the, the word of God and spend time in the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I'm telling you, the temptation is going to get greater and greater and greater. The false teachers will be greater and greater and greater. There's going to be seducers and wicked men will wax worse and worse. And the only way to fight false doctrine is with truth. And We got to have the truth. We had it. We have to have the scriptures. We sustain the light that's in us through the scriptures, the illumination of the scriptures. The word is a lamp. It's a light into my path. The commandment is a lamp. The law is a light. Then I want you to see this. This is so important. And and it kind of connects us to Sunday morning, uh, Sunday morning. It says in Exodus chapter number twenty seven. It says, and thou shalt command the children of Israel. This is when they were putting together the the tabernacle. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? In the wilderness, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and God was teaching them how to worship him and teaching them what they needed to put together in their way to worship him. And it says, thou shalt command the children, they have have built the tabernacle, Uh, they have built the tabernacle, and inside there's there's two different places, there's the holy place, and then there's the holy of holies, where where the ark of the covenant was. When you walk into the holy place, that first section of the tent there, the tent of the tabernacle, was the table of showbread, the altar of incense, and the golden candlestick. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now this is what he says to do. This is what he commanded the, the children of Israel. He said, thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring the pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn in the tabernacle of the congregation without the veil. That's talking about on this side of the veil. On that side was the Ark of the Covenant, the holiest of holies in that veil, in that area. It is to burn continually. It says Uh, which is before the testimony, Aaron, his son shall order it from the evening to the morning before the Lord. It shall be a statute forever unto their generations on the behalf of the children of Israel. This oil, the olive oil here was to be brought so the lamp could burn. In other words, the fire was fueled by the oil. Are y'all with me? Say amen. In this representation and all through scripture, the oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. It's a type of the Spirit. In other words, God said in His house, in His place of worship, He didn't want any light coming from any natural places or any natural sources, only from the olive oil that's burning in the tabernacle, excuse me, in the tabernacle, in the golden lampstand, because God wanted us operating in the power of the Spirit. No natural light, only light from the golden candlestick, only light that was fueled by the olive oil. Our light is to be fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to see the connection here. The Bible says in first Samuel chapter number 16, 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. The moment that he anointed him with oil, the spirit of the Lord came unto David. That's the connection I want you to see. I want you to see the oil as a type of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember, do you remember in Revelation, in Revelation, in the letter to the church of Ephesus, In Revelation chapter number two, he wrote a letter to the church of Ephesus and he said, man, you're not putting up with sin. You're not putting up with evil. You are working, you're laboring, you're doing all. And I mean, he had a great list of things that they were doing good and they were doing right. But he said, I have somewhat against thee because you've left your first love. And because you've left your first love, this is what he says. He said, he said, I want you to remember from whence thou art fallen. I want you to repent and do thy first works, or else. Or else, this is what he says, I will come quickly and take thy candlestick out of his place. Now, the candlestick, remember what we said, represented the presence of the Holy Spirit. It represented the presence of the Holy Spirit. And basically what he's saying in the way we talk, if you don't get your act right, I'm going to take my presence out of the place. And do you realize that there are tons of churches in America today that they have no idea that the presence of God has departed from their congregation, has departed from their assembly. They're going just like they've always gone. They've continued with their services and their worship just like they've always gone. And they have no idea that God has declared it Ichabod. The glory has departed. We can't do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't sing without the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't preach without the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't witness without the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot be victorious. We cannot fight temptation. We cannot do anything. Jesus said in John 15, without me, ye can do nothing. And the only way we're going to shine in a dark world is to be full of the Holy Spirit, to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. We've got to have the touch of God on us and the anointing of God on us. And you don't have to be a preacher to have that or a missionary to have that, a deacon to have that, an elder to have that. You've got to be willing to come to God and say, God, touch me, fill me. Give me what I need in this dark hour that we're in. You can't do it neglecting the scriptures. You can't do it neglecting prayer. You can't do it neglecting coming into his presence. We have to have God. We have to have him. Listen, we won't shine without him. We won't shine neglecting his word. We won't shine without submitting to his spirit. Being filled with his spirit is nothing, it's not nothing super spiritual, it's being obedient. It's submitting to him. When he tells you to go, go. When he tells you to stop, stop. When he tells you to love, love. When he tells you to forgive, forgive. When he tells you to share, share. When he tells you to witness, witness. Yeah. This week I, I had the opportunity. I had the opportunity to, to, to witness to a young man. And I, 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 I try to do it wherever I go. And, and the young man, he, he was, he was, he was, he was helping us there. And I said, son, is there anything I can pray for you about? He told me, he told me was some plans that he had and he wanted us to pray for him. And he said, but there's a place, uh, uh, his parents go to church here. And he said, the place I'm thinking about moving has got a church and he named the church. And he, and, and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to that church when I move there. That's what he said. And so in my mind, in my mind, I'm so, well, I don't need to, I don't need to really pursue this as far as salvation. Kid sounds like he's got it together or, or, and man, I just couldn't shake it. And, and Tammy had to, Tammy had to go meet uh, Brandy and I said, well, you just go on. I said, I want to, I want to talk to him. She got up and left and, and, and when he came back, I said, Hey, Hey, you, you got a minute. You mind if I share my story with you? I wasn't going to. I, usually when somebody talks like they already go to church or something like that, it's just something, you know, but man, I just couldn't shake it. I could not get up and leave. and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, "Nope, why don't you share your story." And why well, I did? I shared my story, and I said, "Hey man, I said, do you have a story like that?" And he said, "You know, I'm kind of like you." I've been in church since I was a kid and he said, I knew a lot about God, but I don't think I knew him. The man right there in that booth, me and him prayed and he trusted Christ as a savior. Amen. Now hold up, hold up. You know what happened? So, oh preacher, you was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what that meant? I did what he said. There was nothing super spiritual about that event. You know, sometimes we think, you know, we, we look at, the things that took place on the day of Pentecost and we we look at through the book of Acts and we think being filled with the Holy Spirit is this big, you know, supernatural, super spiritual. No, it ain't. It could be as simple as picking up a piece of paper. I told y'all. I told y'all. I went through the bank. I went through the bank this past week and, and drove off with their pen. I drove off with their pen. Got all the way to the forward place. Realized I had their pen. My flesh said. You got you a pen. <laughs> they give them away all the time. They ain't going to miss that pen. And for some reason, the Holy Spirit said, that ain't your pen. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to justify. I said, I know they got dozens of pens. I mean, they, what, they don't need this pen. Oh, man. Yeah. I turned around. <laughs> Went on back. You know, I told y'all this Sunday, I, I went and, and, and the one, the chute I was in, it was still empty. Thank God. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to explain how dumb I am. And they're going to tell me, well, it wasn't no big deal. None of them was even at the window. I put it in there, took off. They didn't even know. And I thought, I don't remember wh- wh- if I told this, which service I told it. And I don't know if I told it in both of them, but anyway, say said, why'd you do that? Because I want, to, I, I want to keep that communication line open. Yes. Right. Sure. Sure. So that when I sit in that booth and I feel that tugging from the Holy Spirit that I know it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, your light will not shine without the anointing. Right. It requires oil for the lamp to burn. Yes. Are y'all with me? Say amen. 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 Now we're going to get some... Touching material right here. So put your seatbelt on. Let's look in verse 14. Verse 14. We got 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Y'all in 14. What's the first word? Look at your neighbor. Ye. Ye. Tell your neighbors that you are Ye. Okay, just as long as we know who we are here. (laughs) Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. All right, write this down. We see the who. Who? Who's the who? Ye. You are the who? You know what? In this particular word, this particular word is meaning when it says you are the light of the world, that phrase means the only light. Now think about that a minute. The only light. Do you realize that unsaved people are not going to be light? Meaning, meaning, if you are not the light, there will be. It's you. You're the light. Are you? Are you? Now watch the who is you, the what we have the who, then we have the what, what are we? The light of the world. We're supposed to be bringing illumination. If Jesus is the light that's in us, if Jesus is the light that's in us, what are we supposed to be bringing to the world? Which is? Let me say it again. If Jesus is the light that's in us, and we are the light of the world, what are we supposed to be bringing? Jesus. Are you? Now think about it. That's the what. It's not complicated. It's not hard. The where? The where? Willie, you got a match on you? lighter, match, anything? Do you? Bring here if you got one. If you don't care. Who? Does anybody got one? I ain't trying to put you on the spot. I don't care if you smoke or not. I just need a lighter. Anybody got a lighter, flashlight? You got one? I I just need one, anything. Lighter, match. I asked my dad for a match the other day, and he said, son, I ain't had a match since Superman died. (laughs) All right. Thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. All right. I'll get it back to you. I'll get it back to you. I promise. Y'all don't let me forget this. Get back. All right. Help help, me. Miss Diane. Now watch. Who's the who? We are. The What? Light of the world. Now watch this. Look at the next one. The where? The word before. The word before means what? In front of. Now here's here's some of y'all. Here's some of y'all. Most of y'all. Now watch the difference. Watch this. I hope it hope it works like I want it to. I didn't test it out, but y'all see that. All right, uh, hit, hit the button. Pull the plug, I don't care how you do it, just knock it off. Is there a way to do that? They're supposed to have one button, Chris, that you had to push, and that they, they have failed me. It ain't your fault. i turn that light off. You see the difference? Yeah. It's not much. But when we start sharing it. Yeah. Now turn the lights back on. All the way on. Is that, is that, a, is that Does that have much effect? Uh, really. Now watch this. Don't get mad at me. But if the extent of your Christianity is sitting in this room. You have no effect. If you're not taking what you get in here. Out there. In front of men. In the men here is the people that are sitting in. Darkness. Right. Right. Now, y'all know, y'all know, I've done been approached. Preacher, did you hear about that festival, that coming out festival in town? I said, yeah. I heard about it. I saw it. What we gonna do about it? I said, what I've been doing about it. I'm shining my light. Every time I go into town, I try to find somebody to tell about Jesus. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Well, I think we need to take a stand. I think you should have been shining your light. Well, I tell you what, we're just going to go protest. Well, all you're going to do is make them think you're a hateful, judgmental, person. spiteful person. Yes, why don't you go set up a booth and say, can I share my story with you? Yeah. Yeah. Right, try, it, try that. Yeah. I know there's going to be people sending me emails. and no, That's okay. Let yeah, yeah. me to tell you why that's an issue now. Is because all the light and Coleman has stayed in the church houses. Well, I don't like what they're doing. When's the last time you shared Jesus with them? Well, he was. And you say, "Well, I just don't. I, I don't. I don't think it's possible." You don't. I'm sitting in Buena Vista the next day. That was in one, one restaurant on Monday On Tuesday. Uh, we had one of the assistants for TTI come to help us. And we're sitting in, we're sitting in Buena Vista. I'm minding my own business. And somebody kept looking at me. <laughs> now, y'all don't have this problem, but I have a problem because people come here all the time and they'll come four or five Sundays and they get real familiar with me. And I ain't never seen them before. But they know me, but I don't know them. But they think I know them and expect me to know them. Now, she didn't thank God. But I'm sitting here and she gets up and she's coming my way. And I'm like. <laughs> and she come over there and said, she said, I just want not tell you. I said my mom's been coming to your church and she's recovering and she's doing She just loves your church. And I just won't tell you, thank you. I said, cool. <laughs> we'll never get that. Amen. Yeah. You know what I did? Well, how about you? Yeah. How are you doing with Jesus? Preacher, what are you doing? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hallelujah. This little light of mine. Well, i tell you what, I just, think, I just think we ought to do something. Well, let me teach you how to share your faith. If you want to do something, let me teach you how to do that. And let's go love people. Let me tell you the people that's all up in arms. You, 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 you've been real sheltered here in Coleman. And and, and 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 you come to this building and you're all comfortable and as long as you can come and enjoy God's presence and singing and all, you're all good. But now darkness has invaded your territory. And now you're wigging out. Don't be wigging out. Because the darker it is, the brighter your light shines. I think we just all need, you, well, you act like you don't even care. <clears throat> Come on. Don't even think. Why? Really? Really? You don't think I care? I wish we was all like in the garden of Eden, but I, I wish people wasn't shacking up every week either. And I wish people was faithful to church like they are supposed to be too. I wish people wasn't fornicating all the time, living together. I wish there wasn't a carousel of divorce and remarriage over and over and over again. I hadn't seen a big, I hadn't seen a big rigmarole and a big protest against Oktoberfest drunkenness. I mean, we get real selective in our spiritual outrage. Well, i tell you what. No, don't tell me. Get the word and tell someone. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. There's people mad right now. They said, mad, you just can't wait. I say amen, so you can get out of here. <laughs> That's okay. Billy Graham, Cruc- Billy Graham uh, Evangelistic Association said 95% Of all professing Christians will never share their faith with anybody till they go to heaven. You want to protest something? Protest that. Don't be mad at somebody who's ignorant. Don't be mad because lost people are doing lost people stuff. Be mad because saved people are not doing saved people stuff. If you want to be mad... Lost people do lost people stuff. I'm not mad at a drunker because he's drunk. That's what lost people do. I'm upset because say people ain't doing what say people are supposed to be doing. Anyway. <sighs> this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. The who, the what, the where, the when. The wind. He said a city that sits on a hill cannot be hid. You know what that means? You're going to see it in the daytime and you're going to see it in the nighttime. There's no secret service in the Lord's army. Some of y'all have worked in a factory for years and years and not a person in that factory knows you're a Christian. That's what you should be mad at. How? By your good works. You know what? I don't think, I don't think there's a better work, Brother Mickle, than sharing your faith with somebody. I, I don't, I just don't. I've done a lot of good stuff. I've done, a, I've done all kind of good deeds, good works, Whatever. But I don't think I've ever done anything that compares with sitting in a booth across from a young man and praying with him and him him trusting Christ as a savior. Nothing compares to that. Nothing compares to seeing uh, uh, that young lady from the Philippines in Dubai sitting there with tears dripping down her face thinking nobody in this world loved her. And when I prayed with her and said, Jesus loves you, I love you. This whole table loves you. But Jesus loves you more than all of us. And he'll save you right now. I'm telling you what, I was so mad. Brother Mick, I was so mad. We was in the air longer than we was on the ground. I was pouting. I'm telling you, I was blowed up like a poison puppy. I was just, and, that, and when that girl got saved, I floated out of that restaurant. There's nothing like it. Preacher, what are you saying? And I'm saying this. Won't you go do something good? Tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. And then you know what's going to happen? So they can glorify your father, which is in heaven. Amen. That's the ultimate goal. Amen. That God would get glory. And I'm telling you, there's no time that God gets glory than when a sinner gets saved by grace. Amen. And all God's people say it. Now you can get mad, but my grandma had a saying and I'm going to say, I'm going to share it with you. My grandma, if I got powdered up and didn't like something and got mad, said, grandma, I'm mad. She said, well, you got the same breeches to get glad in. Listen, let's shine our light. Let's love somebody. Let's don't care who they are, where they are. Let's don't care what nation they're from. Let's don't care what color they are. Let's don't care what persuasion they are. Let's don't care what, whatever. The Bible says the God of this world hath blinded their minds. They are lost. Say it with me. They are. They are in. Come on, everybody. They are in. Now watch this. Ye are. Meaning, meaning, look at me everybody, look at me everybody, look at me everybody, 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 everybody. Meaning, there's no other light if you don't be the light. Look at your neighbor and say, it's got to be us. Because there's no other light. Amen? Amen. (laughs)